right, New York, pay attention. You regularly hear Rosenberg, Laura, and myself say, if you mess with the bull, you get the horn. Some of you might think you know where we're going with this, but we have a slightly different message today, specifically for those of you that are sick and tired of your personal injury attorney ducking and dodging your calls. That's right, Ebro. I hear about attorneys slow rolling cases all the time. Listen up, New York. Your case deserves better. Your family deserves better. So demand the best. If you're tired with the endless excuses from your current personal injury attorney, our friend Michael the Bull Lamonsoff is ready to give your case a fresh look. Yes, Laura. The Bull provides his clients with the transparency they deserve. Let him fire your disinterested attorney and provide you with the follow-up you demand. Don't settle for subpar representation of those that choose to profit over people. Choose a man who treats his clients like family. You deserve better, so demand the best. Go to MichaelTheBull.com and don't ever forget, if you mess with with the the bull, bull, you get the horns. Ladies and gentlemen, Ebro, Laura, Rosenberg, and the legend, Flavor Flav! Everywhere, man! Yo, Sean, can I get a sound? You know, we I gotta play my Flavor Flav drop. Come on, son. Oh, yeah, we, we do have Flavor Flav drops. We got a few. Wow. 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 No. Dang. You ruined Dang, it. Sean, was sorry. it the wow? Yeah, it was wow. We play a lot of, of wow. every day, we play wow. Wow. <laughs> How you been, Flav? <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Something just went down the wrong tube right now. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm doing, like Tony the Tiger says, great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to say, though, before we say anything, I just want to say it feels good to be home. Wow. Mm. And when I say home, I'm not talking about just New York, because, you know, everybody knows that I'm from Freeport and Roosevelt, Long Island. I lived in the Bronx for 14 years, you know, before I went out to the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? But when I say home, I mean home Right here at Hot 97. Yeah. Mm. People forget Flav had a radio show up here. Son. Yeah, a lot of people don't know my history here at Hot 97. You know what I'm saying? I used to work here. Wow. What, what year is this? What year is this? This is like, 93? I don't know, like 90. Yeah, 90. I worked here in 95 to like 97, 98. You know what I'm saying? Um I set records. I set records on the station that nobody else will ever break. And you know what? I think Hot 97 needs to give me my own Flavor Flavor Award. Ooh. My own. My own personal award. I would love that. You know what I'm saying? Because I've done things here at this radio station that nobody's ever done. And I don't know if y'all ever do it. Mm. You know what I'm you saying? Want, you want, I think the story I heard, Flav, was that you broadcasted for 24 hours, was it? Straight. They couldn't get him what? out of the studio. A straight, a straight 24. No, he wouldn't leave. No, like, literally wouldn't leave. I like, love it. It was like, okay, yo, no, 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 this is my station it was, now. It, 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 was, it, it was a campaign, though, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Because, you know, up here, we have my boy Al Barry. Right. And they was throwing this uh, contest for this boogie down bash and barbecue out in Florida, right? You know what I'm saying? So they had me come in, you know what I'm saying, one morning, you know what I'm saying, to take over the station. Yeah. So I came in with my little blank gun. You know, it was blanks. It was blanks in the gun, y'all. <laughs> I came in the studio and I was like, pow, pow, pow. Now everybody, get out. You, you, all of y'all, get out. No, you. You stay, because I don't know how to work none of this stuff in here. 
<laughs> it was crazy. So next thing you know, during that campaign, we had all kind of major celebs come up, you know, to the station, you know, um, Salt and Pep, Eric B. Rock, Kim Run, DMC. I mean, everybody was coming up to the station, you know, telling me, Flav, come on, man, you got to give the radio station back. You got to give the radio station back. And people were, were, were visioning SWAT helicopters and everything <laughs> over the station. All of this, it was crazy. But my voice was the only voice, talking voice that you heard just for that 24 hours. For 24 hour hours. Wow. So I stayed up and did a, a radio show here for 24 straight hours. No one else no. in the history of Hot 97 has done it, or not yet. But does it, doesn't your story in hip-hop begin in some ways in radio always? Hanging out at the radio station on Long Island as well? Right, from WBAU 90.3 FM, that's from Adelphi University. That's where we first started out, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, my boy Bill Stephanie had the Mr. Bill show. Then my boy Dr. Dre from Yo! MTV Rap Show. I remember Dr. Dre. Of course, Dr. Dre that lover, yeah. Of course. Okay, he had he had a show called Operating Room. Mm -hmm. My partners, Chuck D, Hank Shockley, um, Keith Shockley. We, they had a, um, a mobile disc jockey group called Spectrum City, right? So on a radio station, they had the Spectrum City mix out on one half. And I was so funny back in those days. They decided to give me my own radio show, the MC DJ Flavor Show. MC DJ Flavor yeah, Show. Because okay. I was an MC and a, a DJ. DJ. <laughs> You're doing it all. You know what I'm saying? In the whole nine, you know? So, yeah, man. I mean, you know, that's, so that's cool. where we started out from. You know the, what I'm the saying? Flavor Flav persona, the person we have come to love in hip hop. Yeah. Was that forged at that time? Was that how you at BAU? Was that how you really started to get, you know, the clock, the look, the the everything? When did all of that well, come together? Well, around that time too, you know what I'm saying? In the whole nine. Um back in the days. The fad was stopwatches. We used to wear stopwatches a long time ago, yeah. you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like an old school Casio type joint. Yeah, there you go, my guy, my guy. Yeah. And and there was this girl that came through our projects who had this big box of shower clocks that she had stole from a place called Fortune Off, right? <laughs> I remember Fortune So my boy, Son of Berserk, T.A., Tony Allen, Freeport, Long Island, Yo, that was, you know, that's my best friend, you know, Tony one of my Island. besties, you know. So anyway, media so, so he took the stopwatch off my neck and put the clock around my neck and everybody started laughing. Ah, ha, 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 ha. So now if you did Flavor Flav to do something back in those days, right, I would do it. They dared me to wear that clock on the stage during the show. So when... We Public Enemy went to open up for the Beastie Boys in Passaic, New Jersey, 1986. I wore the clock on the stage. The next morning, we got the newspaper clippings back. We was on the front page of the Daily News, Newsday, New York Post, everything. And the look of the clock was dope. Yeah. So I decided to keep it. And if y'all look at our early Public Enemy photos... You'll see my boy Chuck D was wearing a clock, too, you know? Really? In the early days, Chuck started rocking it, too? Yeah, Chuck was rocking it, too. And then later on, Hank was like, 
Hank was like, yo, Flav, you need to take that clock off, man. It's getting old. It's getting played out. I'm like, I'm not taking my clock off. Are you crazy? Man, I love this, you know? Because I started a, I started a whole new genre right, with right, this right. doggone clock. How many, I, and it was slang, too, because you was clocking, right? Was clocking yes, because I was clocking. I was clocking. And you know what time it is. That's right. And I knew what time it was, too, you know? How you know many clocks do you think you have now in, in general? Um... Only thing I can tell you is a bunch. <laughs> you just <laughs> have bunch. them around everywhere. A bunch, yeah, because I got them spreaded all over, man. You know, this clock has gotten me into a lot of trouble. What do you mean? Why? Huh? Why in trouble? Because there's times, man, you know what I'm saying, when I don't want to be bothered, man. You know, oh, I want to okay. be chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, people see this clock, then they come up to me, you know what I'm saying, and... So do you ever take it off? Do you ever just say, I'm going to go out without the clock today? Sometimes, put it this way, no. I, I, <laughs> okay. What I do is I take my clock and I tuck it in. But I can't be without it, you know what I'm saying? But this clock has gotten me out of a lot of trouble, too. You know what oh, I'm saying? I bet. There was a time when I had my vet, right? I was going down the Southern State Parkway. I ain't going to lie. I was in my vet, G, going down the Southern State Parkway doing 160. <laughs> I passed by the police. Next thing you know, I look in the, in the rearview mirror, and the police way back there. So I pull over, and I wait for them. And then by the time they get up to me, they get out the car with their guns drawn and everything. And I'm like, yo, officer, yo, it's me, Flavor Flay. They was like... Oh, Flame, come on, man. Putting the guns back, you know, putting the gun back in the holster. Flame, come on, you can't be driving out here like this, man. Here, look, man, give me give me an autograph of my daughter, all right? And if I see you out here again tonight, Flame, I'm sorry, bro, but I'm taking your car. <laughs> now, who do y'all know that could go down the Southern State Parkway, right? 160, oh, doing 160 in a 55-mile-an-hour zone oh, and get away with it. No. Nobody. Flavor, flavor. <laughs> I ain't gonna try it again today, though. No, no. no. no, no, no. Yo, Flav, how, I, I gotta tell you, man, uh, sobriety looks amazing on you. It seems like the last few years you've really been healthy Thank and you, together. Man. What what has that journey been like for you? Well, I ain't gonna lie, but it's been amazing so far. You know what I'm saying? It's something that I thought was gonna be hard, but once I started doing it. You know, became more easy and easier to me. You know what I'm saying? But everybody takes sobriety, you know, different. You know, everybody's body is different. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I smoked cigarettes since, since I was six years old. Mm. I was drinking since I was off and on since I was like eight or nine. So when I stopped, I, I stopped at um, I stopped at 52. Mm. Mm. So that means I smoked, I, I smoked like 55 years of my life and drank 53 or something like that, you know. So it feels good right now to be able to, you know, not drink and smoke. You know, I thought it was going to be hard, but this is something that I always wanted for myself and something that my mom's always wanted for me mm. too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not only doing this for myself, but I'm doing this for my moms, too. Not saying I'm going to be squeaky clean for the rest of my life. No, no. But for right now, for today, this is it. Just for today. Yeah. That's how you do it. I mean, That's dealing, right. with, dealing with addiction is a, is a lifelong, it's a struggle. Like, yes, it's not, it is. It's not just a, like, set it, forget it scenario. Like, you're constantly, I'm sure, right, fighting right. that battle. Right, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, back in the day, 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, coming up, you got your peer pressure thing going Bang. on. You know what I'm saying? I feel that one of the worst mistakes that I could make was experimenting with drugs. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm glad that I did make it through that struggle. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I, I did make it through that. It's been like close to 15 years now. You know, close to 15 years since I did drugs. Mm. You know, because coke and crack was my thing, man. I mean, man, come on. I was the king of that. Going all the way back. All the way, you know what I'm saying? In the whole nine. And that coke and crack addiction is very, very hard to beat. Mm. But God gave me the power back in the day to be able to do that. And I've learned a lot from that. So I think that. The reason why God let me still be here today is because I became a mouthpiece to the world. You know what I'm saying? And there's times when I go to jails, detention centers, group homes, and I talk to people, you know what I'm saying? And I teach them about the mistakes that I made, and hopefully they'll listen to me and won't make the mistakes that I made. So I think that's why God let me still be around. You know, because he wants a lot of people to do the right things with their lives. Well, you know? and, and right now, even more of a blessing, you and Chuck on this uh, Everywhere Man record. Which is yes, sir. Hey, let me tell you how this record came to be, family. You know, being that I'm everywhere. I mean, I'm all over the dog. Everywhere. Place, you know, yeah. Chuck was like, yo, man, you should do a record about you being everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So we sat down. Chuck got the writing. And... I got the reciting. Chuck D wrote this record for me. Got it. Got wow. It. Yeah, he wrote the record for me. And I'm proud to say my partner, he's incredible. He's great. You so y'all are in saying? a great space, too, as public oh, man, enemy. Yeah, we always been in stuff, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people ask me, yo, Flay, when, a, when is public enemy going to get back together? When are you guys going to reunite? We never broke up to reunite. We just took a long break, you know what I'm saying? And then also, you know... And and, and and family and family life, sometimes everybody don't see eye to eye all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you always bring it back together and still love each other no matter what. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing like family. Family is going to be there for you. You know now, what I'm saying? So it's one thing about me and Chuck. We're family. It's family. And we're going to always be there for each other no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, I'm reading here... Um, you can also right now they you're getting money off this AI. Well, check this are, out. People are using your voice. Yeah, let me say it like this. All right, explain let me it to say me. let me say it like this, right? Because a lot of people ain't really using AI in the right context, or they they're not doing the right thing with it. You know what I'm saying? I was watching the news the other day, and I seen that. That, that people are using AI to lure kids into something and then they mm. kidnap them. Okay. I've seen it on the news and everything, you know what I'm saying? So people are really misusing AI. I, th I think that with this record everywhere, man, and I've, got, I've transposed this record into like 30 different languages right now with my voice. You know, it sounded funny me hearing my voice speak Italian. It sounded funny hearing my voice speak Korean. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It sounded funny hearing my voice speak Chinese or Japanese. You know what I'm saying? But I feel that I'm the first one to, to be the example of using AI correctly. 
Mm. Makes sense? Yeah, yeah. It's being used yeah. to actually just make your song reach yeah. more people. Yeah. But yeah. it's proper and it's, and it's endorsed by you. Right, right. It's not like somebody that. stole it or they're doing something malicious. Right. I mean, hey, it's crazy when you can take D. Martin's voice and 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 and, and put him on Rebel without a pause. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but you can mess with people too. Yeah, you could. Yeah, man, crazy, man. Now here, D. Martin is doing Rebel without a pause in his voice. Now, I know Chuck is like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, Flav, what's your favorite? What, what's a what's your favorite? record to ad-lib on because uh, you're the most famous ad-libber in the history of hip-hop uh, my favorite record to ad-lib on was uh public enemy number one mm. why that one because that was our first record that i ad-libbed on and that <laughs> was a hit record and i ain't gonna lie it, it, it tore the streets up man <laughs> you know what i'm saying but that's what got me, you know, ad-libbing on all my other records. So how? what was the process for that? Would, would Chuck leave spots for you, or would they just play the record again, and well, then you jump on and flavor flavor on it? Well, check this out. This is how this came to be. You know, um, like I said, back in the day, Spectrum City, you know, was a mobile disc jockey group, you know? We used to always be in the studio creating. So... One day, I go up to the studio, and I'm hearing this. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell is Chuck doing in there? I open up the studio door. Back in the days, remember, we had cassette tapes. Right. Chuck had the cassette coming out of the deck around a microphone stand and going back into the cassette deck. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to let y'all know, but that was the first loop. Mm. Chuck D created that. Mm. How did he do it? I don't know. But anyway, so I told him about this guy that wanted to battle him, right? I told him that, you know, that there was this guy named Ron D. Whaley from the Play Hard Crew wanted to battle him. He said, he said, yo, where's your boy Chucky e. D at, man? He swear he nice, man. I want to battle him. He don't swear he nice. He know he nice. Yo! <laughs> see, 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 there it is. Right there. All these years yo, later. So when I told Chuck, when I told Chuck that story, he was like, yo, man, yo, that's great. Put that story on the beginning of this tape. The last one I said, yo, Chuck, I was on my way up here to the <laughs> studio, man. You know what I'm saying? And this brother stopped me and asked me, yo, what's up with that brother, Chucky e. D? He swear he nice. I said, yo, the brother don't swear he nice. He no. knows he's nice. You know what I'm saying? So, Chuck, I got a feeling you turning into a public enemy, man. Now, remember that line you was kicking to me on the way out to L.A. Laurelton, Queens, when we was in the car on our way to the shop? Well, yo, right now, kick the bass for them brothers and let them know what goes on. Chuck D says, what goes on? Well, I'm all in, put it up on the board. Another rapper shot down from the mouth that roared. One, two, three, <laughs> down for the count. The result of my lyrics, oh, yes, no doubt. I'm like, yo, woo, woo. <laughs> we, we made that tape for the radio station, for WBAU, mm -hmm. right? It was Jam Master J. I miss you, J. God bless you. It was Jam Master J and my boy DMC that had me take them over to the studio to talk to Chuck, and they, those are the ones that talked Chuck into putting that record out on Def Jam. Mm. So when, after we put the record out, now it was time for us to sign. And when we went to sign, Russell Simmons, Rick Rubin, 
they did not want me. They only wanted Chuck. Because wow. back in the days, remember the um the um the the the, the, the tone for rapping was that bass. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. You know, so that was the style. That yeah. right, right, was right, the right, voice right. style, right? My voice was real high. It was peaky. It was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They did not want my voice. So Chuck D is the one that forced me down Def Jam's throat. And wow. that was one of the greatest things that Def Jam could have did was sign me because I ended up becoming... Their mascot, number one. Number two, I be ended up becoming the most sampled voice <clears throat> in the history of music. Nobody's voice has ever been sampled more than Flav. When I came out with, yeah, boy, and yo, Chuck, yo, rock that shit, homie. You know, yeah, all of that. You got some good yeah. ones, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Bitch, for your face. <laughs> yo. See, all of these are samples. Everything. All of those are samples, and everybody sampled us all over, man. You know what I'm saying? Did you did you go rogue, or was it discussed when you said, "Motherfuck him and John Wayne"? Um, my partner Chuck D, he's the writer of the record, and like like you said earlier, there's times in these records Chuck would just give me parts, or I would just take parts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In the whole night, so that's one of the greatest parts I think I can ever take. <laughs> Because right now, that's one of the most memorable parts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When we when we doing uh, Fight the Power. The crowd goes crazy. Yeah, Motherfucking yeah. Motherfucking man, John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, motherfucking man, John Wayne. <laughs> I'm proud of because I'm am. Most of my heroes don't, don't appear on those stands. Although the way Flash Chuck's mind is amazing, man. amazing, man. Chuck has always been ahead of his time. Yeah, man. You know, so that's why I've always been proud to back him up. That you Fight know. the Power video, too, was a, a moment in time. Yeah, man. Shouts to Spike die, Lee. Do or die. Yeah, man. We had Tawana Brawley in there in, in that video. Mm -hmm. My boy Reverend Al Sharpton was in the video with us. Yeah, and it's crazy. Uh, that song, Fight the Power, is practically a character in the movie Do the Right Thing. Right, right. Because it basically is Radio right. Raheem. Raheem, yep. Yeah. Put some more mozzarella on that. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, had to, I had to say that. Yo, how how were the Golden Globes, by the way? You, you oh, the Golden Globes was great, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, for my first time ever going to one, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, when I went there, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I heard Taylor Swift was being nominated for something, you know. And I, everybody knows, everybody knows, yes, Flavor Flav supports Taylor well, Swift. How, how, how did you and Taylor a, get so tight? How did you become such like, you, a part so of the... you're an official Swift. Oh, he's the Swifty. Uh, yes, I am a Swifty. And not only that, but I got a new name now. Oh. King Swifty. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Word up. But it started because, you know, you know, I got a girl that lives in Detroit, you know, and her kids wanted to go to the, you know, Eris Tour concert. So so my manager made it made a way for us to, you know, she got in contact with Taylor Swift's people and they hooked me up some tickets and passes and and when we walked over to the tent where I was supposed to be at, a lot of the fans were coming up to me and they were these young kids, man. I'm surprised that they even knew who I was. And they start giving me these friendship bracelets. Next thing you know, I had friendship bracelets yeah. all up the arm, man. And then we were training bracelets and everything. So 
her fan base embraced me mm. and I embraced them back, you know what I'm saying, in the whole nine. So 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 then I, I I went home really and I started listening to Taylor. And I and 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 I'm listening to her music and I'm like, yo, this girl is dope. She's writing a lot about her, you know, experiences that she goes through in life. You know, just like like a Mary J. Blige, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mary writes about her experiences that she goes through in life. Then when she gets out there on that stage and she sings those songs, mostly every single woman in that audience relates to Mary. Well said, Because, yeah. you know, because all, all, all of the women goes through, you know, those... those similar things. Yeah, similar yeah, things, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Same thing with Taylor. You know what I'm saying? She's just writing about what she goes through. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, my favorite record that she wrote is Bad Blood. The original one. I mean, I like the one with Kendrick Lamar on it, too. But the but original the, Bad but Blood. Original yeah, bad but blood the original Bad Blood, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, that's in, like, like everybody's relationships or everybody's families or everybody's friendships. It's like, you know... You know, like like y'all used to be good friends. Now you did something to me. Now we got bad blood. Look what you done. Now we got problems. We can't even solve them. Man, come on. That's deep. Bars. That's Bars. deep right there. And, and does Taylor That's show you deep. love whenever you see her? Yeah, whenever I see her, you know, whenever I get to see her, whenever I can get next to her, because I ain't going <laughs> to lie, she's still like untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, you know, so... So ever since I've been embracing her, you know what I'm saying, and you know her fan base has been embracing me back and everything. Matter of a fact, for Christmas the Swifties got together and they sent me some gifts. Oh, that's dope! And oh, all that's that stuff. King Swiftie, nice. yeah, King Swiftie. Swifty, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so maybe the next step, if we could get you and Taylor in the same room, maybe she could coach you on the mm. national anthem. Hey, yo, yep. check this out. First of full all, full circle, full circle. I just, just want to let y'all know. Right? I want to sit here and cross my heart and feel very proud to say I really do know how to sing in whole notes. No, we know. But we were, we were you're a piano player. But, like we, yeah, you're but, a real musician. Check, but check this out. I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it sound like Flavor Flav is doing this. You feel me? Cause Damn right you did. When people, when people sing the national anthem, they put their own little twist to it. Yo, when we played your national anthem on the air, yeah. we was actually like, nah, bro know how to sing. Bro, no, like, yes. We was like, nah, wait, hold like, up. He's singing it like Flav, but, but he, he ain't like completely missing. No. Yeah. You know people really liked it, right? It wasn't just yeah. a ha-ha. I mean, no. it, was, it was interesting because it's you, but people Amazing. thought it was really good. Yeah. Like, we enjoyed that. Yeah. We okay. want more national anthems. Wait, is that why you right. haven't taken the bookings? Because you think people have spoken fun? Because um, I know the bookings are coming. I mean, they, they have been coming. I ain't going to lie. I've been invited <laughs> by the New York Knicks. To come you got to do the Knicks. You got to do the Knicks. I've been invited by the Atlanta Hawks for me gotta to go do, do it. it there. Hey, the next place I do it has got to be the Garden. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But check this out. Now, um... You know, Public Enemy, we a pro-black radical rap group and everything. You know oh, what I'm you saying? That don't stand for the national anthem. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think about the angle. But, but I had family members 
that was in, in World War II and went to Vietnam and all of that, they died fighting for this country. They, right. They died fighting what they believed in. So when I went to sing the National Anthem, I was really singing it for them. Mm. You know, plus it was something that I always wanted to do anyway. You know what I'm saying? So let's not and, get. So and, basically, and, you're and, saying let's not do too many national anthems. Yeah, some some saying, Flav, you got in, you did it. I think I'll, get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave that alone. Let's leave that right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, but honestly, I ain't scared to do it again. Well, you were great. We enjoyed it. Listen, we Thank played you. it many times. We played listen, it in full. Listen, bro, if you say if you say, listen, I, I did it one and I'm done, we're gonna support that too. Right. Either way, we support yeah. you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Word up, man. Yo, flavor flavor. Give it up one time. Once. Make sure y'all go get that everywhere, man. You know what I'm saying? In 30 different languages. And we love you. You a legend, man. Thank Yo, you so much. You're always welcome here, Flav. Door's always open. Thank you, man. Like I said, it feels good to be back home. This is home. Home base, baby. Hot 9-7.